0: Long Talk Radio.
2: with is due time with Pastor Seth. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday we were shaking the Monday morning blues with the Duke Time Crew. And uh, we talked about the, uh, mm, the sad story of the man and the woman who were in their three-month anniversary. Wedding anniversary, that is. And they went on their Hawaiian honeymoon. And unfortunately, due to a snorkeling accident, the husband uh, drowned. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, if, I mean, if anything else could go was the thieves on the island stole all their cash, their wallet, all of their belongings, their clothes and everything, included. The car rental, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy,
1: unfortunately,
2: life just does not do us well sometimes, oh, my goodness. Well, we also got to talking about this, uh, uh, the horrific things that men do at times. And uh, would that cause us to kind of leave him alone? So let's see some of the scenarios. Well, he didn't show up for our baby's birth when I went into premature labor because we fought the evening before. We had fought so many times before. And he had walked away from the conversation. And uh, mm, he didn't know about the uh, premature birth because he wouldn't answer the phone because he was at his friend's party. Yeah. Now, you as the wife, would you uh, walk off at that point? Oh, I don't know if that one. Would not cause you to walk off. Uh, What about this one? Hmm. He threw a tantrum because my BFF of 30 years wanted to leave me something expensive. Yeah, she was in the hospital. Yeah, did I leave that part out? And I did to say yes to her instead of the discussing it with him. Now, you know, we got to talking yesterday and you know, we were trying to figure out what would have been the what would have been the big deal. You have a friend who if she's in hospice was uh leaving and, you know, maybe she just wanted to show her love. You know, and she was leaving things behind to people that she loved. And why would you have to discuss that with your significant other? Yeah, that that was kinda that was kinda weird. You know, what would make a person so jealous? Because that's the only thing I could really think of. Why would you need this discuss You know, people have all kind of hang-ups. But what about this? What about this? What about this? We were three months away from our wedding, and he broke up with me on the day of my grandfather's funeral to avoid being with me through my grief. He then tried to get me back the next day, but it was over for me right then. Now, we're about to get married? And I couldn't imagine you leaving and breaking up with me right before anyone's funeral. Because you didn't want to go through the grieving period with me. Well, what would have happened, here's my thought, what would have happened had no one passed away before the wedding and then after the wedding? I don't care if it was a year after the wedding someone passed away. Well, what were you going to do then because you would have already been married? How would you have been able to break up? I don't know. You know, we we really can't leave this one out. Really can't leave this one out. Uh, yeah, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Ah, he said the N-word one two many times, and we had a lot of fights over it. I told him a thousand times that he was not, to say it in front of me or our kids. He got in the car, fiance was on, and he told me to turn that word off. I lost in the day, and, uh, it and yelled at him. And
1: we just that was, it. that was
2: it. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. You know, I just got a question. Where do we find these cr- <laughs> Where do we find these people? Because one of the things that we said yesterday in all these scenarios, this was not their first time. You know, this may have been, you know, these these, these stories or scenarios. These were scenarios that, you know, these women said was destroyed both the, the camera's back. But uh, i just got a question. How in the world did we let it get this far? How? How something indicated who they were a long time before it got here? But, know. you know, do, do we tolerate things and we think that people are just going to just change and as we can see, the answer is no. You know, so before we get into a serious relationship, before we get married to these creeps, you know, come on ladies, let's put our heads together and, you know, get it together and just leave them alone, nice and early. So we don't go to no point with the premature labor or they're calling us the M word you know, in front of the kids and all kinds of things or saying the N-word, you know, before they get, you know, just, let's get it together, let's get it together. Well, we would not finish properly a Monday morning if we did not get our switch tip with Shanti. Don't trade in your vision. Well, Do we just finished talking about that or not? You know, the vision is to have a nice, good, solid, godly relationship, okay? Because our six tips are really talking to us, the Christian individual. And you know, if your you know your your goal and your vision is to have a wonderful, solid, godly. Relationship, then the vision is gone when we allow these people to trample all over our feelings, our goals, you know, our sanity. Yeah, because, you know, when they're doing these things, it does not leave us in a good mental state. And you cannot complete your vision. You cannot walk in the way of the Lord if you're not emotionally and mentally intact, and if we give our lives to God first, if our first relationship is solid, meaning that relationship with us and God, if that relationship is solid, when people are doing these things, we're going to be strong enough to let go. Because the Spirit of the Lord is not going to allow us to settle. It's one thing to, you know, to be with someone who needs to work on some things because we're not going to be perfect. However, one of the things that I do know is you don't have to be with a person in order to give them room for growth. And you do not have to be with a person and work with them through all of their. Situations and weaknesses in order for you to be the one. Yeah. Because sometimes people will have, uh, you know, situations and weaknesses and things that they're going through, but we're not the ones who are supposed to go through that with them. Not everything. Yeah, just look at life. Everybody. Look at the people that you've left behind. You know, so God will let you know who, what, when, where, and why. And if that who, what, when, where, and why is not intact, then your vision will be askew. All right? So let's just keep that in mind. We do not want to trade in our vision for anything. Because your vision comes from the Lord your vision comes from God. Make no mistake about that. Alright? Alrighty. Well, today is Let's Talk About a Tuesday Church Folk Day, and we are on our
0: continued quest
2: uh, to find out what happened in the mini-series Love and Death that HBO Max miniseries about the true story and about that creation uh, out in Texas quite a few decades ago Well, go ahead and get that early morning uh, popcorn that's in <laughs> that's you know traded it for that healthy breakfast Go tell somebody that in due time has the staff is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we will be right back.
3: It's an absolute nightmare. I was terrified. It's like your head's going to explode.
1: Migraine is a disabling disease.
3: Just all of a sudden couldn't see. Migraine has ruined my life absolutely terrifying
1: there's pain that does not stop
3: i feel like i'm dying
1: there's thunder and lightning it's a
3: throbbing, pulsing banging hammering feeling in your head 36 million americans suffer i started getting migraines
2: around five years old just takes over everything i feel trapped by migraine it hurts like my head's gonna like fall off. And the whole world around you stops. My world
0: has gotten small.
2: You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. I had spent
3: a year housebound. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body.
0: Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Learn more. Find help. Get connected. The American Migraine Foundation.
2: Morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's the Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Gay. Well, we have been, you know, we started our, what do you call that, our uh, My Two cents segment last week as we. You know, we've been talking about the HBO mini-series, Ooh, Love and Death. Have you been keeping up with us? Well, yesterday, yesterday was episode two. And uh, let me just give you this brief synopsis. A riveting psychological drama, Love and Death, tells the unbelievable true story. Of Candy Montgomery, a 1980 Texas housewife, accused of murder, despite a loving family, a picture-perfect home, and an active presence at church, Candy is unable to share her sense of suburban uh, border pretty much, a part of two church-grown couples who enjoy their small-town Texas life. Until an extramarital affair leads to somebody to pick up an axe, and the affair continues. Huntress was a very, very, very interesting, you know, view, And it started off really interesting, and they did not waste any time talking about and sharing this quick, you know, connection between Candy Montgomery and a fellow church goer who is also married Alan and she boldly approaches him and
0: asks
2: him how about having are you interested in having an affair now I mean we didn't see a whole lot of movies and TV shows but I've never seen any kind of approach that way.
0: <laughs>
2: well, he, you know, takes her up on her offer, despite the fact that, you know, his wife is expecting. And they are working on having this baby. That's the part that also made it very interesting for me. You know, she's, she's gone to, must be like a fertility doctor and, he's told her, you know, and, and them rather that, you know, you've got to do it during this ovulation period. So they're really taking them up on that, you know, taking the doctor up on that. And they've been working at, you know, expanding the family and, you know, they, they they the two of them talk about, you know, having this affair and, you know, he doesn't want to hurt, you know, his wife, despite the fact that his wife has had you know, an affair on him before, and you have, you know, the fact that she's really bored in her relationship. It doesn't seem like you know there's much excitement there. It doesn't seem like he pays her much attention either. And you know, they commence to plan. I mean, lay out plan. When you talk about my people, press for a lack of planning. fast lack of a vision, ah, that ain't these two, because they actually work toward, you know, making sure that this is perfect, they laid out all the do's and don'ts, they've expressed the fact that they don't want either spouse to be hurt, you know, they say, and this is one key thing that I'm definitely going to bring out, because this is a big issue in this second episode, they said the moment somebody got emotional or who emotionally attached that they would end it. Now, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to call in to chat with us and to lend your two cents five one six three eight seven one three five eight. Again the number is five one six three eight seven one three five eight. Now I've got one of my conversationalists On with me, already. Good morning, Shanti.
3: Good morning.
2: How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well. So, you know the 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 second episode called the uh, called Encounters actually opened up, and uh, what do you think of how it's starts, where they, you know, where they uh, take us from in this episode. (laughs) There's so many different points. Can you please remind me really quick how it first started? Because there's so many different points that are swirling around in my head right now that I'm just like, because you said, um, one of so I'm definitely gonna bring this up, and that was one thing that really stood out to me last night, like what happened to the rule that got pushed up to number one?
0: yeah
2: how is yeah. how is it that its it's like not only not only did you have moments where it's like, okay, but remember, it was like that whole poster she was writing on that was pinned to the wall in the first episode. She didn't have yeah. left with that. Because, like, didn't we only, did we make this a rule? But didn't we make sure we push this to number one?
0: Yeah. What is happening yeah. right now? Yeah. yeah.
2: And that, that, that's why I said, you know, we really got to make sure we bring that out. Um, but before we get there, before we get there, let's talk about the dynamic of Alan and his wife's relationship. Mm-hmm. how it's going at this point, What's that there? well, their relationship is really like I mean, it was already spiraling, kind of like to be on its way out, and now, with you know her getting ready to you know i guess prepare to have this second child is really like getting there, like he was saying, like her her nerves is extra, she's still suffering from postpartum from the first child and she's about to have the second child and it's like how is I never understood how couples agree to have children like extra children when they already see how the first child went
3: how how is it that you see
2: she's suffering from postpartum still from the first child who's not an infant anymore like she's not a toddler anymore <laughs> and now you've agreed to now have this second child, and look at what you've agreed to. look, look at the, the conditions of your relationship. She's snappy, she, you don't know how to respond to her, you don't know what to say, so you soon to not say anything. like, what kind of relationship is that? Mm. I don't, you know, it, it's, it's a very interesting point um and that's why i really wanted to start here because i think a lot of things in life we think we're ready for and in actuality right. I we just push these issues we push to have these children we push to to get these jobs we push to move in a new neighborhood we push to buy a better house we push we push we push and in actuality my question because do we really seek God? So I'm going to come back to that right. because that, that was that I thought about as I was watching this because first of all the relationship continues and, and one of the things that they show us in the beginning of the episode is the fact that they have become real comfortable
0: in this relationship yes. and this
2: is. Norm for them. So before I yes. go any further, welcome our brother Ainsley uh, into the conversation. Good morning, brother Ains.
1: Hey, good morning, bro. Good morning, good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning, uh, peace
2: Good morning, it's early. It's early. I understand. I understand. Before we go any further. Remember now, this is my two cents. So we do give you opportunity to call in five one six three eight seven one three five eight to you know add your two cents into the conversation. Now, brother Angley, we're talking about the very beginning of this episode and how they you know start. They show us that Alan and Candy have you know gotten real comfortable in this relationship, in this extramarital affair. You know, she's she's driving and normally she they go to the, the the hotel, you know, the same hotel and I guess this one particular time she looks to venture out and she decides to skip past that hotel and go to a motel. And you know he meets her there, and wait—did y'all notice that when she met him at the motel, how she she waited for him to pull up, and she busts the door open, and she runs out mm-hmm. to the doorway. It's like God forbid she was being—he was being followed because she <laughs> mm-hmm. she would have mm-hmm. definitely given it up. A- so, Brother Ames, you know, if we if we have to go from the beginning, you know, what are we talking about here in this second episode that kind of caught your attention?
1: Okay. What caught my attention was this whole episode? Um, <laughs> like, last week, to me, even though the show's called Lo- Love and Death, last week, like, to me, it was wash your behind and keep it clean. This week is like, how low can you go with your side piece? How low are you going to go with your side piece? Yeah, that's okay to mind. It was like you're going further and further into the affair. First of all, right from the very top, he says, oh, I was th- like, thank you. Like, thank you for having the affair. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, okay, all right, okay. That's a hit right there. And then, yeah, and so she goes like, what you talking about, going into, she want to find this sleazy motel. And like you said, waiting for him at the door, like, this is your husband. And kissing him outside. I'm like, y'all really taking it to a, a whole new level. But then it got to me. It's like, okay. And then y'all gonna go to the amusement park, go on a roller coaster ride, walk <laughs> and arm in arm.
0: And I'm like,
1: huh yeah okay i, I, thought, I thought you I thought I lost contact yeah uh you know and you 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 going out and more in public and 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 walking arm in arm i'm like don't nobody else see this uh, anybody yeah, else gonna, gonna, I, gonna see this and uh. and uh there's a lot It's a lot a lot, come, a lot a lot comes to mind with this A, lot, a, whole, a whole lot and, and my thing You're getting so involved part of It probably gets to me Okay To me I'm like Alright you get, getting involved In this affair But Now you're telling Your side piece Everything that's going on In in, in your home You're telling your side piece Everything going on With your wife And stuff like that She's acting like She's the best friend the part that you gonna ask your side piece to watch the babysit your children while you go <laughs> off on a marriage marriage counseling with your wife and stuff like that. I mean, how low can 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 you go? <laughs> you know, uh, and and there's another thing. So so now oh Alan, so, <laughs> I I believe we we just had the baby. So Now he's been with the side piece all day long, you know, having his affair, you know, physically spending all his energy with the side piece. Now when he comes home, he got he ain't got no energy for his wife.
2: Oh, all right, so we got to back up some. Wait, 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 wait. We got to back up some, because you all straight all over the place. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we got to walk this thing through. We got to walk this thing through. Because there was a lot of stuff that took place in this second episode. Well, one of the things, like you said, they got real free with this relationship. They were all over the place openly, you know, even though, you know, they, they may have gone, quote, unquote, a distant they could not go too far because remember now both spouses were expecting them to be back or at home by a certain time uh alan's wife is expecting so she's not going to go too far candy's got her children that she must tend to excuse me and her husband so she ain't gonna go too far so literally they're still local if you will so you know y'all ain't got so brazen that y'all are now out there just yes, gallivanting as a couple, because how else could you express or explain why the two of you, without your kids, are at the amusement park? You know, so God forbid somebody else in the church bust up and and showed up at the amusement park with their kids, with their children. Now you over there with your children. I'm without your children, with somebody else's husband or someone else's wife. So, you know, they have really gotten very open with this, you know, um, parading. And here's the other thing, a word I want to really use, and I want you to kind of talk about this, Shanti. They became extremely comfortable, and that there was a (laughs) a real flag. Y'all have gotten comfortable a ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's the quickest way to breach the number one rule. is yeah. to get comfortable. Because when you get comfortable, your guard is down. When your guard is down, there are no rules.
3: When there are no rules, now here's all this
2: quality. Time being spent, we in the bed eating cookies and talking about things that I'm going to share with you that I ain't never sharing with nobody else and all this like, what? Comfortable says I'm gonna relocate where we sleep with each other at because it's four dollars. What was it four or six dollars cheaper? And and sleazy is sexy. I don't know what part of humanity that is, but but this is what happens when it's, when you get comfortable. And I, I'm just like yeah. Again, like like it was said, you would think that not only are both of you married, but this is extra sloppy because both of y'all know each other's spouses. The spouses know each other. And what makes it extra extra messy is everybody goes to church together. So how is it? That y'all have time to be comfortable like it. If y'all were comfortable, if it was okay to be comfortable, then what were the cue cards and, and the flashcards and, and the post and all that for? And we're going to end up getting comfortable anyway. What, what was the point in, in the preparation of this affair only for us to end up com- comfortable? Because, because this people is why think they in control. Right. But, but, this, but
3: this is why there's no such thing
2: mm-hmm. as rules. Right. This, this right. is exactly why there's no such thing as because either one or both are going to get comfortable, and they go to rules. Yeah. And, and that's why you cannot plan and, and, and make rules when you've already broken the rules. Exactly. You've already broken the rules by having an affair. <laughs> so then you're not going right. to adhere to any other rules. You know what I'm saying? It's like really, 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 um, you've gotten really, you know, I I really watched this here yesterday. And, you know, I'm saying to myself, you know, it's wonderful to think that we can break God's rules and get comfortable. So we're going to come back to that one. We're going to come back to that one because we're going to leave that for our our pastorals you know, uh, uh, conversation. But, mm-hmm. you know, that that was one of the things that I def- definitely wanted to zero in that Ainsley um, brought up, you know, uh, the comfortability of it all and how, you know, they just really just let, not only that, but they let their guard down. Now, here's the funny part. Let's talk about this. You have this issue with, Betty, which is Alan's wife, who's having difficulty controlling her emotions ah, during this pregnancy. And clearly, this is not her first time, maybe not to this degree, but this is not her first time going through this level of emotional difficulty.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: like you said um um brother Ames, he now begins to share all of this outside of what they see during church, but he begins to share all of this with his wife why is that, with the with the with the with the with the as you call it the side piece why is that yeah, English sharing the information and all the private you know situation with you know the one who Ain't even in the marriage. Ah. Lord have mercy.
1: So again, why, 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 why he do that? Why I is mean, that was, so was dangerous? He... Why,
2: why is it you you brought up the fact which was really true? He's sharing uh-huh. all of this stuff with the with you know with the chick on the side, you know all that's going on in his relationship. Why is that dangerous and just out of pocket
1: say? You know what it is? You know what? Because the people around you, now that's our common spot. You know, I know, that, like, it's not just we know the same people, but now this person I'm talking about that you know is my wife. So I'm going to talk about it because you know who she is, so you know exactly who she is. And when she talks about her husband, she don't talk about her husband too much, but the emphasis is more on Betty. But likewise, when she talks about a husband, Alan knows the person, but that's her husband, and and, and stuff like that. And here's another thing, uh, along with you know, they talking about you know stuff that should remain at home. I don't know if you caught this or not. So, like, even when um, Alan shares with Candy that you know Betty, that you know. Um, she wants to. She think about leaving the church because she's unsatisfied with um, with, the, with the new pastor. And you know, I guess you know, he was wearing an orange jacket. His views on on divorce and stuff like that, right? He shares that with Candy, but then she goes and then she tells somebody else specifically what he told her. That right. wasn't a, that right. that wasn't fucking information. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We share with right. like, you shouldn't be You know, but you so caught up, you're just having this conversation And even before that, you know, tell me something that nobody else knows. It's so you're so comfortable. You, you know, like like I always told it to give. once you tell a lie you got to tell another lie to back it up, and you know you constantly you, you go even further, 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 deeper and deeper into this whole lie, and you allowing stuff it is, to emerge that you're not even aware of and whatnot, and and you know, and a couple of times it seems like it seemed like you would think um, Betty kind of, even though she's in an emotional uh, not a good emotional mental state. Like every once in a while you think you know, she was like, like, I know what's going on here. But it it's like dun 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 Like you give her yep, things she's gonna say, yep, I know you fail Yeah. You know Yeah and, yep. and
2: look at
1: and the look on his face was like, Uh oh I'm busted. Yeah. That almost <laughs> gave it away
2: right there. I'm like, yo, <laughs> right. you just so sloppy. Yeah, she looks at they they're in this this conversation in this group conversation, and she, somebody says something, and she catches the way they look at one another, and she's like, what was that? (laughs) So, yes, you know, she's emotional, but she ain't stupid. She's picking up. Her (laughs) spidey senses are picking up the fact that you just gave her, you just looked at one another. You just gave her, you just gave her a look. And I just knew at that point that it was over. But, you know, they're able to kind of break that, you know, with, you know, the the uncomfortability, you know, moment because uncomfort- uncomfortable conversation. So they were able to mm-hmm. kind of escape, you know, with that. But I'm going to go back a minute. Let's talk about the rules. Now, I don't know if you could remember, because this is something that you just brought up, um, Brother Ames. Last week, when she talked about, what's her husband's name, Pat, he hurried up and cut her off. He was like, oh, so we're going to talk about Pat now? Do you remember that? And I'm like, yeah. this week, all he did was talk about Betty. So I'm saying to myself, oh, it's fine for you. To talk about the woman, the, the 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 woman, but you can't talk about the wife. I mean, I'm sorry, the husband. And I was like, wow, talk about getting emotionally attached. That happened yeah. last week. Last, I mean, he cut her off immediately,
0: really?
2: and I'm saying to myself, but this week, all is very, very big. Betty, 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 Because I'm telling you, it couldn't have been me. You ain't listening. We in this thing here, and you ain't going to be spending all my time talking, 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 talking about no Betty. Because she's becoming a pain in the neck to everybody <laughs> in the church. Because <laughs> she ain't feeling yeah. this new pastor. But we got Vivian mm-hmm. on the line. <laughs>
0: okay,
2: And let's see what Vivian you know, some of the highlights that Vivian uh, wants to talk about. Good morning, Viv.
3: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm
2: all right, thanks. I'm all right. You know, we've talked about some things, you know, here in episode two. Ainsley was straight all over the place, and he was way (laughs) out there. I will not want to touch on some of that stuff yet. But even in the realm of some of the stuff that we've talked about already, you know, what, what
0: what kind of hit home
2: for you yesterday? Or what caught your attention, and what do you want to add your two cents about?
3: Uh, I wanted to answer what you just asked Ainsley about um, him telling the side piece about what's going on in his marriage and why that's so dangerous, because okay. he's giving her hope. Because when he started ah. talking about um, when he started talking about counseling. She was like, well, that, that if you do counseling, that's the end of us. Because she right. wants the marriage right. to go down because she wants to be in her place now. Because now they're all right. emotionally attached. So you can keep feeding her right. all this stuff that's going wrong in a marriage and everything else. Now she's thinking, okay, it's only but a matter of time. So he divorces her and her shoes. Right? 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 That's why it
2: becomes dangerous because now... You're opening up a door where she's believing that there's more of a reason why you should have this affair.
0: Right. Saying,
2: mm-hmm. Oh my goodness gracious! What else stuck out to you?
3: What else is there? the messiness of her emotionally of her getting emotionally attached when she was up in that restaurant and making a scene
0: oh, like nobody oh. was going
3: head oh. onto that. Like, don't shush me! Don't ever shush me! She, she don't care oh. no more. She does not care. Oh.
1: oh. My it was her my idea mom. to
3: go out to the amusement park and get in on the uh, the roller coaster. It was her idea to change scene It was her like she's just she's just going she's just doing too much now. And she doesn't care who sees. She doesn't care who finds out. Even when even with her watching their child. And he came to like you know just say hi real quick, keep it real casual. And she's trying to start up a conversation with him about everything in front. And he's just like, okay, I'll call you. Like she don't care no more.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. grinding that meat <laughs> kind of hard. What did <laughs> you say? <coffee? laughs> I said she was grinding that meat kind of hard. <laughs> Well, listen. I want to know if any of you three remembered it. This is why all of this stuff is so is, is so is so poignant. Do you remember early in the episode? I don't know what was being talked about, and, and and or what was happening. And she said, "Well, you know, we need to kind of step back because we say mm-hmm. that you know if if it got too emotionally attached." You know, if we got, we're breaking the first rule. If we broke break the first yeah. rule, you know, we
3: need to separate. Well,
0: what happened to that? You were the one who was
3: because he that because he didn't because he didn't say anything. He didn't agree. He wasn't like, yes, you're right. Let's let's end this. So that that made it even mm-hmm. worse for her. Like, oh yes, he really loves me. He's really into this now.
2: Yes, ma'am. Because he didn't follow up.
1: You know what crossed my, you know, my mind with that is like, it really, because of my, most people don't want to be on the receiving end of a breakup. I guess. Mm-hmm. Not so when she was talking about, oh, okay, well, maybe we should step back. It's her initiating, you know, he was like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. now, not yeah. going Now when he comes up. Now she's on the receiving end. Oh, now she's going to get living uh-huh. in here. Like uh-huh. you scene. see, he's already agreeing with what you said earlier. And now you're going to have a scene yep. with Joe giving yep. it to you in the dining or restaurant, whatever you at. And I was like, uh-huh, how low are you going with your side piece? That's a red flag right there for Alan. <laughs> <right> there. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> why do and people- that's what
0: I thought
3: about.
2: But why Mm -hmm. do people Why do people Claim they want the truth And when they get the truth They can't handle the truth Both of them gave each other the truth You're saying We gotta stop because I'm getting too deep And we said We got too deep Emotionally it's over The other one's saying When we said if anybody starts to get hurt, then we, we got to pull out of this. We got to stop. But yet the other one ain't following How is it that you hear this woman tell you, I'm getting in too deep. I fall in love with you. And your response is, we just won't let it. Let what? It done happened already.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Like, what are you
2: talking about? You know, it's I was like, wow. <laughs> Everybody's just slow. Everybody's slow. Ask. this is what happens when you switch and that's from the I hotel to the motel no, just... mm-hmm. oh yes all right then so before we let you go how did you what did you think about that part when she decides to go where he says that it was sleazy and she ah, she was like well I, I just thought it was that's that's the excitement. I'm like, yo, this this chick is crazy. He he didn't like the plush um uh uh, uh cover comforter on the bed, and it was sleazy. A motel is always sleazy, you know. It, it, but you could tell when, even when she was looking at, you know, the the motel on the right hand side where they used to go on the left hand side, and she was like, oh. Let me try this kind. You can read her mind. Let to try this. And he brings that up.
3: <laughs> wow. What do you think about
0: that? Because part? he was he's not
3: he's not where she is. She's she's romanticizing this affair. And she's just doing yep. too much. And he's just like, Listen, I'm just in it for, for what I'm getting. I'm just in it for the for the for the panties, like you doing too much. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, she's mm. all out. There. She's all even out there. with the even with the
3: shower. He's like, listen, I gotta get to work. Oh, and she's like, oh, you can oh, come oh, in. Oh, oh.
2: <laughs> I was just getting ready to ask you, what do you think about the tub? And oh my God, yes. they're like, oh God, they are so you work all too in. Much. You work too much. Yes. Wait, yes. Bro- brother Avery. And- bro- brother Avery. Wait, I'm sorry, the stuff. I because he kept highlighting this last week. And that was my focus to have these diet. Oh, look, like, where are the washcloths? This is why
0: everybody's smelling like sex. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is why
2: everybody's
0: smelling oh, like sex. Oh, oh, wow, and this is run.
3: why,
2: this is why Forensics is able to pick up on everything. Cause what is happening here? It is just like, but see, it, it goes back to stuff when you say, when you, everything is across the board in your life, look at how careless they're getting with everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Is that, and I, I kept thinking
2: about bro, Brother Avery last week. And I'm like, how thoroughly are y'all bathing and there's no washcloths?
0: It's the same way y'all
2: not thorough and how y'all linking up. Y'all not thorough and how y'all kiss each other goodbye, how you opening the door in the nightgown and greet him and all of it. It's just like there's nothing is speaking thorough anymore, like nothing says thorough anymore. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I knew when I saw her rubbing his back, and I was like, okay, she helping him bathe, but she only rubbing the back. I thought I'm mm-hmm. going to have to hear about this tomorrow from Shanti. Then <laughs> what's, what's,
3: what's the last piece of
2: your two cents you want to add in this morning?
3: I'm a I'm a, um, I'm a pull of Brother Ainsley and I'm going to go with um, episode one was damn the, showers, damn the Shower episode two was Damn the Rules I'm renaming them <laughs>
0: oh
2: oh, that was a good one Viv that was a good one thank you so much for joining us and adding your two cents and God bless you have a wonderful day thank you you all
3: as well thank
2: you all right, thank you. Oh, my goodness gracious, my goodness gracious. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really paying attention to the fact, you remember now, she said she would choose the hotel, she would choose the, you know, the lunch and all of this kind of stuff. And I thought about something that Shanti said yesterday, um, last week. And this week, if you notice, the cooking is becoming more open. You know the. Remember that she got. Mm-hmm. She's she's baking cookies this week. She's some other kind of dessert. She pulled the cookies out. She replacing that with something else in the oven. And I'm saying myself, if her husband comes home, what are mm-hmm. you gonna say if he asks you about this stuff? Because you sure ain't got this for the kids. And 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 he says while they're in the hotel in the motel oh, you know, these are the best cookies I've ever had. And I'm like, really, y'all? Really? This is How She's getting tight? more floppy at home.
1: Wow,
2: wow, and
1: wow. Yeah, wow. and if you notice, too, um, well, I think this is the part it was a hint that this was really going on the crazy side. He, I think he mentioned that he found some cookies on his car, and she was like, yes. well... Yes. You yes. tell me you yes. and you bringing it to the workplace? Supposedly, yes. you, going, you hang around the job. Yes. You come around the job for a hot yes. second. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like, oh my God, that's a, another red flag. That's another red flag. Yep. Now you mm-hmm. come with your cookies and you're going to leave something on the car. That's not a normal thing. You're going to leave some cookies. How often no. you see cookies on the car? Come on now. Come
2: right. on. Right, right, right. Who does that anyway? You know, you leave cookies on the car. Who does that? I'm like, yo, this chick left the cookies on the car. She didn't care, like you said, she didn't care anything about anybody spotting her or somebody else seeing the cookies on the car and they don't know who it is. But now that's the talk on the job. You know, although, you know, so-so found cookies on the job. You don't want that. You don't want that. Because now that brings attention to the fact that you're doing something. Because everybody knows that Betty ain't bringing no cookies to the car. Why would she need cookies on the car? Exactly. When she can leave cookies in in the house. So, oh boy. Mm-hmm. All right. So let let's go. Okay. So Sean Keith, Let's touch on this one. Since Brother Ames brought up the cookies on the car, because we're gonna pull in Pastor Charlene soon to talk about some of this other pastoral issue. All right. So now, Ainsley touched on this one earlier. So now he does not, she makes advances on him. She's had the baby. She makes advances on him, and he does not want to be with her. And he tells Candy because he had been with her all day. Oh, you
0: don't even know how to play
2: the game. As nasty as it is, you're supposed to go home and sex the wife, too. I Okay, if you can't take exactly. it, close your ears. But listen, you got to know how to play the game. That's the first time exactly. you don't. What do you say about that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, I, I was like, stupid. You're stupid. You know that, again, this is not your first child. So even if she's moving a little differently this round and, you know, versus the first round. But I'm like, how you don't expect her to be ready to have sex? Y'all were not able. Let's just say y'all had sex up until the time her water broke. There's still a period of time where she can't have sex. So why are you not making sure that you're available for whatever? Because he's like, well, normally she doesn't initiate it. So what? So you already see that she's touched. So even if she didn't initiate it, eventually she would be looking for you to initiate it. But because you want to go 18 rounds every time you with candy, now you ain't got no more fuel. That was stupid. I was like, you don't even make sure. You don't eat. So there's no schedule. Like y'all just link up whenever for whatever amount of hours. And now that whoever, again, whoever initiated it. Now that you and your wife are together, now even if you wanted to, you're not able to perform. And see, if Betty wasn't so insecure, that's the first thing that would have come to her mind. Well, who are you sleeping with? Yeah. But well, because her head yeah. is wrapped around, I already feel like and believe that he doesn't, he's not attracted to me. He doesn't want me. And then you stupid because now you're telling the mistress that she's so good, she wore you out. So now, you can't go oh. home and perform, but yet she's helping you in your marriage. So now, when you tell her y'all should stop, she's saying, "But I'm, I thought I'm helping you." Everybody is just like, All right, guys,
0: "Oh think
2: God, married people shouldn't even be having sex sometimes." So, so I, so I just thought that was like so dumb because everybody is just focused on what they want to do that there is no foresight. And, well, let me just make sure that I stay prepared for in the event because this is still something that you're obligated to do with your spouse, regardless of whether you're doing it elsewhere or not. So let me make sure I keep myself physically available. That that was just so sloppy. And he, at that point, he was lucky that her head is just so deep into insecurity because the average woman, that's yeah. the first thing. She would have slapped his eyeball out. So. Okay, so who are you sleeping with? Because it's been about eight weeks right. alone. You know what I'm saying? That 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 was that was beyond stupid. Well, brother Ames, you brought this up, and and here's why I thought it was stupid as well. He tells Candy that they had not had sex since before she could, like right when she could see. Throughout the entire pregnancy, there was no intimacy between the two of them. And now you dope. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I can't believe it. That's, that's an A argument message. right there. That's an argument. <laughs> yeah. You're right. All that time. I, I forgot how long. It, I forgot. I missed that part of saying how long it was. My point, you yeah. don't. You don't. You don't turn, you don't turn that down. I'm sorry. And after I don't <laughs> care if it's two weeks or six months. Come on now. I mean, yeah, and so, okay. The like that okay she never initiated. Um, you know, I mean, right there, you should have you should have responded. And you're talking about I'm too tired after six um, weeks or whatever. How long it's been? Nah, bro. You know, you know. It, well, I shouldn't say this but I'm going to say like, I, I, I always say If it was a black couple What would that Scene look like? <laughs> uh, oh, at the end of
3: the series <laughs> have been the end of the series
2: <laughs> There would have been Furniture moving
3: <laughs> I'm about to say A lot of slow singing And flower bringing Murder would have taken Take right then
2: <laughs> Way shot too It would have been A hostile situation <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <Let's> go.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, no. I, I was agreeing. That would not have been a friendly moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, it, it was so, that was so right. Like, that was so terrible and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> that that did it for me right there. You know, uh, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too, much. It's it. too
2: much, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's it's giving away too much. And you know, but here's my question, and and I'm this is going to be a rhetorical question. What happened to, oh, I I, th- I would never want to hurt her. Well, when you're taller, right. you told her you were tired after y'all have not had sex in in nine months and the six to eight weeks post delivery did you not think that was gonna hurt a you dope you did you not so again we go back to say that all of the rules have gone straight out the window but again you know, I say, once you break God's rules, everything goes straight to hell. I mean, period. Mm-hmm. And if this ain't a sign right here, you broke the rules to to have an affair. Committing adultery was the first rule you broke. You planned to have the affair. That just enhanced all the mess right there. You broke all those mm-hmm. rules, and now your rules that you laid, we don't have any control. Uh, Shantee, you said you got some comments from listeners. Yes, I have. There were a few, but we um, covered like the, that part of the conversation. Uh, one of the last ones was, yes, she also mentions to her friends that she trained him in lovemaking, and Betty is gonna get the benefit. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, she not, what she not Your head
2: is so big now. How would
0: you be
2: this woman has been with... This is his wife. And you're going to worry about who gets the benefit? Whoa. Whoa. How are you talking to another another mutual friend that y'all go to church with about this? Like, what is wrong with her? How are you sitting here listening to this and then y'all singing Joy to the World together at church on Sunday? (laughs) Like, how how are you... (laughs) you listening to this as if y'all are two worldly people and your girlfriend is telling you how she's just sleeping with another random woman's man. Everybody is, like, y'all are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Y'all singing together in church and you're listening to her, even to the point where you talking about, oh, well, I'm a little jealous because I don't have the guts to do this. What? That's the part that got me. That's the part that got me. Well, I questioned this, Shanti. I questioned true friendship and true Christendom last week when she was telling it to the girlfriend before they even got the, the this whole thing jumping. Right. When she told the girlfriend right. she had approached, post. And I never heard from the girlfriend anything that would discourage her. I, that ain't no, no
0: friend.
2: And it's definitely not a godly friend. She never said one word last episode When before this even got started. You know, listen, you know what? It's bad enough you want to do it, but you can't bring that to me. There was no, it's just like you, you just feed no. and feed and feed. Yes. And she's just been absorbing and absorbing. And this week she turned it up as, as much as Alan and, and, and Candy did. Because when she was when she yeah. sat in that uh, uh, area and said, "Well, I'm I'm a little jealous. I just don't have the heart." And I'm like, "Really? You you just as bad as they no, are." Mama. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't are. go to that. Yeah. She said, "I'm glad I didn't go to that church." You stupid. Okay. Any other okay. comments from the <laughs> listeners before we we take it to the to the church part? Uh, we we had one listener that said this this could have been on Lifetime. I mean this series could have been a Lifetime. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh yes, and then we have another one. Um, yeah, that was crazy that she tries to say she wants to cut it off because they're catching feelings, and in the same time she wants to be there for the wife during the pregnancy. The baby shower and babysitting, which I thought it made me sick to my stomach, because I'm like, how are you watching these kids and can I hold the baby and all of that, and you sleeping with this woman's husband? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that's a bit extreme. Just a bit extreme.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, uh, let's 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 move to this whole issue with the church. So I'm going to say good morning to Pastor Charlotte. So she can listen in, and we can get some uh, life, ex- life uh, experience and convo. Good morning,
3: Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys? Wonderful conversation. You're all in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Good
2: morning. Oh
3: Good my morning. goodness.
2: Well, we now have the area of the church where they, you know, the they they're saying goodbye. To the pastor and now they have a new pastor she's found a substitute and I have to say they look kind of drab but nonetheless you know they're coming in and he's implementing a whole lot of stuff and the, the wife Betty is surely not going to stay quiet about all of the changes in the church. Uh Brother Angry, do you remember one of the changes that 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 he wanted to make?
1: Yeah, I remember there was a couple. Um, something with the homemade ornament, stuff like that. Oh. Um <laughs> he
0: didn't
1: want that. And, and it was another thing, um, um he I guess they have a use service that using puppets or something like that, but so he didn't want to have no more yes, puppets yes. used in service. He did uh, want
2: the, puppet, saw, uh-huh. but the puppets Just wait wait, 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 wait. It's not that he didn't want the puppet used. He didn't want the puppet... Uh, he didn't want the bunny rabbit being Jesus. <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, it was, it was a frog. It was a frog. It was a frog. Oh, the Jesus. frog? Oh, yes. He yes. didn't want the frog as Jesus. Okay, go ahead. What, else, what other uh, things do you remember?
1: Um... Uh, those are the main two I, I, I recall. I remember
3: those two. Yes. Uh, John T, do you remember
2: any changes? Um, it was
3: I was gonna me-
2: mention because he had me dying when he said that was well, the way he said it. He said, um, "No, I, I didn't say such and such. I said we're not gonna use the frog as Jesus." Um, <laughs> that and <I> was uh, <laughs> the um the home the ho- homemade ornament. And it was, I forgot, it was something else when they went to go sit down, I think, to um speak on, I think, like, how they were going to get the new space or something like that. Yes. And before, yes. like, they could even like, dive, like, really into that conversation is when Betty brought up, like, well, why did you tell Pat he couldn't use the puppets But it was something, like, she didn't like the, Betty didn't like the, she didn't like anything, but she didn't like the changes, whatever his plans were so that now they can get this new ground, this new land for the the new church space. But you couldn't really get too specific with that because she was also bringing up all these other things that was bothering her. Yeah. You know, Pastor Charlotte, people don't like changing church. And pretty much, you know, they they, they loved this, this pastor they had. Pastor Jackie, mm-hmm. and Pastor Jackie has gotten a divorce, and one of the things that they thought was, well, at least Betty thought the wife, the pregnant wife, who's emotional and letting out all her feelings, you know, she's thinking that maybe Pastor Jackie is being pushed out because, you know, all of a sudden, now that they that she's gotten a divorce, now all of a sudden... She's found this new job way out somewhere where you know she's relocating, and she can no longer be the pastor because her first job is 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 so far away, is relocating her. So you know what? What say you about you know how people are you know uh, how they adapt to changes being made by a new pastor? you know when the pastor comes in
3: yes um actually i have said underneath that before um when the, when a the new pastor come in god gives them an, another vision right most of the time when they first come in um before the first pastor leaves right the one that everybody loves because that one doesn't discipline that one normally you know turns their head and As they say, the animals is running uh, the
2: zoo, right? And then you have somebody that come in that sees these things and wants to start off fresh, meaning that what happened to the rules um, and why are the people just doing what they want? So when I sat in it and watching the new one come in, And normally
3: they will sit for, you know, a few months, you know, just to fill out everybody, see how everything goes. And six months later, they had, okay, it's time for a church meeting. And you know, church
2: meetings is always crazy. I don't care what it is. It's always crazy, right? So now it goes into changing people in these different positions that they are in. Um, sitting people down, changing, um, just like y'all was saying about the puppets. Okay, how can the frog be Jesus? But okay. Um, and <laughs> then, you know, so where that the people don't understand who do you think that you are? Because this is what you get, right? Who do you think that you are, that you come in here and you change and we've been doing this and no, you got to buy by our rules. Hmm. Because the deacons you know, in some places, that they rule the pastor.
0: So -hmm. now you have a strong
2: pastor that comes in, and now they are not that they take away your title, but they take away your being able to tell me what to do. So now they are gang up and try to get that pastor out. When the pastor is trying to help us get delivered, help us, being able to seek more of God, help us to know our wrongs, help us to be able to repent. That's normal, right? So in the process of that being said, is where that the people tend to take it and flip it into hatred, because that's what it is. You're not going to tell us what to do, you know, and then they come together and they try to fight against something that where God has said, okay, enough is enough and now y'all need to be led in the right direction am just talking about where it comes from one of the places i've come from right so now what happens is people leave so even though the first pastor decided you know she's getting divorced and like you said and you
3: know and now she's going to move on she needs a change too she needs to change too She needs to be able to take time out And normally what happens We go
2: someplace where nobody knows us And as we go to this place Now we are going to allow God to come in And to deliver us And being able to speak to us To be able to show us our wrong And that's what happens when a new pastor comes in My thing is Don't you want to be delivered But I've been doing this so long I hate that
3: But people say it all the time And it gets on my nerves
2: I've been doing this so long that my wrong is right. I'm not trying to change. So that's where it comes in. Where do we come in at? Now what we got to do is we got to try to fix it. We got to try to be able to get to the leader. Because there's always
3: leaders, you know, it's churches inside churches. There's that person that everybody listens to. And if you can get to that person, everybody else will fall into
1: suit.
2: And it's a hard job mm-hmm. for a brand new pastor to walk in. But that's what we have in the church. Every ministry, there's somebody else that's talking. That everybody got their ear to their um, mouth as well. Besides just the pastor. Because when the pastor, they feel that their pastor is wrong, they go into that side. As y'all said, side piece. Well, it's that
0: time
2: when that's in the church. <laughs> and that's the one you got to get. Think about wow. it. You've seen it. Wow. Well, here's one of the things in, in what you were saying as I was thinking about this particular storyline is that, that very well, what you can see was laid out yesterday. But I'll, I'll start with you, Brother Ainsley. You know, Thinking about your own church experience, what Pastor Charlene just laid out, and, excuse me, what we looked at in this episode, would you say that one of the problems was she was too friendly with the congregants? Oh, uh,
1: who, who, who was too friendly with the congregant? The
2: Pastor Jackie. Pastor Jackie. Oh,
1: okay. The thing that she was too friendly with the with the congregant. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I didn't, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't get that that um opinion. Um, mm-hmm. well, I do think what the bigger issue is is that, um, and going from my own experience, it's something I just had to deal with recently. With another, a, a similar thing Where there's a church with a new pastor And I'm not a member there But I was only there to help Very, very recently And apparently, not to get into the details But um, you have a new pastor Who's 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 trying to Do what he, do what he can, he's doing a good job And he, he's trying to get things more in order But you have part of the old guard If I say it that way You know, they like things done a certain way but there's certain mm-hmm. way they've been doing it, it's not working. But you know, it's about control. And like Pastor Charlotte mentioned, you know, in some churches, you know, really the deacon and trustees, you know, they pretty much they pretty much almost try to run the pastor. They tell what the pastor what to do. The pastor is, is a figurehead, not so much in leadership and, you know, just have the final say and stuff like that. So you got know, there's, there's this power struggle and, and stuff like that. I think the bottom line really is that we everybody need to be in prayer, all right. And let's see what what is God's will here. All right, if you have a little pastor, what is God's will here? If there's going to be a shift in a movement how we go, you all need to be on one accord and whatnot. You got to put your your selfish feelings aside and let God's will be, you know. And you know, and even if we don't agree with it, but okay, but is it is it is it is it for the better? You know, in this situation, um, I'm talking about in the church, on when a particular person, it's like just because you have their power and authority, you think you can do something, don't mean that you should do something. And you know, um, so I think the bigger issue is like, you know, yeah, some people don't like change, but you got to see God and say, listen, if change is necessary, change my heart so let me be uh, more amenable. Let me see, let me see what let me see God's will in this whole situation here yeah. so i didn't i didn't see like the pastor jackie on the on the show being too friendly with her congregation because a matter of fact when she got member in the first episode when she got wind that candy was having an affair she was straight up um no Oh, yeah i, uh, yeah. I think she, you know she said uh you know nothing good is going to come out of it so she was straight up right you know right and a good Absolutely. and a good person, friend You need to be able to tell somebody the stuff they don't want to hear, regardless, you know, you're going to hear this, whether or not, you know, as a friend or a pastor and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think we – yeah, that's my two cents.
2: (laughs) Shanti, you know, you've heard, you know, what Pastor Sean said. We've seen – you know, other shows and movies and things like this, you know, and in this particular dynamic of uh, uh, Pastor Jackie, you know, they were emotionally. So, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the things that helped to create this problem is the fact that when you become emotional, (laughs) when you become Mm -hmm. emotional, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this here is, is something that tends to happen you know, so even when mm-hmm. things begin to shift, whether for the good or the bad, like Brother Ainsley and Pastor Charlotte have said, it doesn't matter to the congregation, you know, or at least some members in the congregation. You know, they've they've got, they've grown real attached to the leadership, so here comes the other person, and it's like, okay, here we go. Well, what does that mean mm-hmm. to you? I, I saw that they were way too comfortable with Jackie. I saw that she was way too comfortable with them. She was way too friendly because there's no way as a pastor, yes, you should be able to have your personal relationships with each congregant. At the same time, I don't feel comfortable telling my pastor that I'm thinking about dealing with another man and I'm married. I don't care how I say we're friends. You're still my pastor. You know, as my pastor, I wouldn't feel comfortable letting you know that I'm willing to and I am causing a scene and letting it be known that I don't like this new pastor. And that they must be forcing you out because God wouldn't just have you desert us and all that. It's just like there was no boundaries. There were no Okay, well I understand we were able to have a personal rela- a personal relationship because you're my pastor. It seemed like we're friends, but you just happen to be my pastor. Instead of the way it's supposed to be, you're my pastor and I'm blessed to now be able to have a personal relationship with you. So it was it was just way because I, again Everyone has their personal preferences and what they would like to do, what they wouldn't like to do. But as Brother Ainsley explained, because in a normal church, the congregants run the show, there are no boundaries. Everybody says what they want, does what they want. And especially, especially when you have the people that don't like change. You know, and I just heard someone say it recently in a church, like, I want the church to go back to the way it was. And it's like... Well, you might as well put that in a, a wish bottle and put it in a sea of forgetfulness because the world is changing.
0: <laughs> which means
2: <laughs> like which means the church has to change. How do you think the world is gonna change for the worse but the church is gonna stay the same? Like what? but but because everyone is so focused on what's comfortable for me and God forbid I'm asked to do something or sit around something that I'm not familiar with or I may feel out of place with like oh no absolutely not let's just go back to the way things were no so it's I, I just feel like she there was too much comfortability going on she was too friendly in my opinion wow 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 Pastor Charlene do you feel that a pastor can be too friendly
3: with oh, I was getting
2: ready yeah and I'm going to talk about myself. Um, I think I said it on here before. But anyway, what happened was I, that familiar spirit um, that I had on me, when I first became pastor, um, they, I was pretty much learning um, and the congregants were, you know, helping me along the way because I went in, first I was at a church and then I had to take over the church because she had passed away. I was assistant pastor at that time. And so I'm still learning, right? And then from there is when God had moved me for to start my own ministry and um, being able to be where I am today. So in the mix of that being said, they used to uh, tell me because a, a few of them had come from other places. Um, I had a few preachers in there with me. I had, um, so they were not knowing at the time it was a familiar spirit. So what happened was they used to drive me around. They took very good care of me. I I can truly say that. But in the mix of that being said, they will tell me, like the musician will tell me about what they were going to sing. And I'll say, well, I want you to sing this. And he'll tell me no. And... You know, so that went on for a little while. And I was letting him do what he was doing with the choir and all of them. And, you know, and so they was just pretty much because I was hanging out with them. We was going Mm -hmm. places together. We were, it was more of, I was the mother and they was all my children, right? And Mm -hmm. where that it got so familiar with them sharing things with them, um, not learning at that time that you have to have two different hats. Just like in a marriage, if you're the pastor, you have to be able to be pastor. It's different from the wife or husband. You know, if you're the pastor, it's different from your children and the congregate side. You know, I didn't know that. I had to learn that. And in between, and that being said, is just like your friends. When we are on, when we are together in in the, the church setting, we are, I'm going to love you just like everybody else. I'm not going to make favorites. I was doing that. So I'm talking from experience of that familiar of being mm-hmm. so friendly with them, right? In the what? midst of that, they stabbed me. They hurt me, right? So now... I got to pick up the pieces from what they had
3: did to me because I allowed them to come too deep into my personal life. Mm. So, listening to what y'all saying of how being friendly, uh, Pastor Jackie, of being so friendly, yes, you have to draw a line. You have to really draw a line because what happens is
2: just like anybody else. When I get mad at you, I got something on you.
0: So you ain't going to tell on
2: me, and I'm not going to tell on you.
0: And just like when you're a
2: teacher and your kid is in the classroom, that cannot be just your child, even though it's your birth child, but you have to treat that child all the rest of them kids as if they're yours as well. I had to learn that the hard way. So you have to make it to where, um, I mean, like, when I say going places, hanging out and all of that, because I found that you'll use that against the the pastor. And I've seen it. I've seen it. And then, you know, people add on. So being familiar, you got to be careful with that. You got to be very careful because they know too much about you. And right now it looks good when it's all good. But it can turn to become ugly. My own experience. Wow! Wow!
3: Wow! Wow! Wow!
2: Brother Ames, any thoughts? Yes.
1: I hear what Pastor Charlene said. Yeah, you know, because even in, in in the business corporate workplace and whatnot, um, you know, there's general you know, rule that you know. Sometimes you can show empathy for your subordinates or your coworkers and whatnot, but you know, it's really frowned upon that you get too friendly. Um, There's a terminology for it. I can't recall what it is right now, but you get too friendly and um, and and actually work against the whole corporate goals and you know stuff like that because uh, uh you know cause it's just as president as president you know, you think one person have information on you. So, um, you just those favoritism and, and stuff like that. So, um, I, I hear what, I hear what she's saying. You know, so it, it's true. I mean, you had to wear different hats. And you know, I guess you do different hats and whatnot, you know. Um, but, you know, and, but again, to me, I didn't see, um, in, the, in, the, in the show um how low can you go with the side piece i didn't see where the pastor you <laughs> that really too friendly as friendly
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah
1: you know, I, I didn't see in the real churches where the pastor leaves you know for whatever whatever reason you know in particular they've been there for a long a longer period uh any length of time um there's an attachment it's this obvious emotional attachment because you if, you, if you've been somewhere for a while, you've been with the same pastor, you see them on, you know, almost every weekend, you're, getting, you're learning from them and stuff like that. You care for them. Like anybody, like even another family member, if they go away, you know, and move across country you're going to miss them. There's an emotional attachment to them. So um, I think that's normal. You know, normal to wish, you know, why you got to leave, um, you know, and in that the whole emotional emotional state and whatnot of course i think it's normal then okay and the money new coming in there's going to be you know there's that in that mental and emotional hurt that's there because now there's somebody new here i think that's, that's all, also normal um but long as the thing is long as those personal relationships it should not cloud or 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 hinder what really needs to be done. In fact, that's what's Arlen said. Now, if they want to use information against you, it's going to cause problems on down the line. Like Same way, like, in the business world, corporate world, you know, they really frown on that. Or oh, it's called a frat, frat um...
2: Fraternizing.
1: Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah that's my two cents.
2: <laughs> well, that, and see, I think, and, and that's where we need... Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Because like you said, I I, I I did ask the question. I don't feel that she was too friendly with them. However, here's the problem. The congregation a lot of times does not know how to handle that. So for Pastor Shawlin who said, You know what? You know, I, I engaged with the congregation. I you know, became you know like they were my you know sons and daughters, my nieces and my nephews, my grandchildren and things like that. You know, I I got you know into that realm. Should should that have happened or should not should that not have happened is one thing, because you don't know what God's design is for that congregation. However, can the congregation handle it? Becomes the question. Mm-hmm. In this particular mm-hmm. case, that that that's where the congregation failed, especially Betty, mm-hmm. because she was already in an emotional roller coaster due to her pregnancy. She, you know, became a pain in the neck. You know, it's one thing to love Pastor Jackie and, you know, want her to stay and don't want her to leave because that is two different things. Um, you know, and because you see her benefit and her value and her worth at the church, she's done so much. Outside of even the emotional attachment, just what she's done and how, you know, how she's helped to maybe change and shape the church and things like that. Unfortunately, people don't know the congregation is the one with the issue. They don't know when to separate the two, whether it's 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 a time mm-hmm. where the pastor has to move on because sometimes the pastor elevates and 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 they are called away. And I've had pastors tell me, other pastors tell me, that the congregation has gotten too comfortable and God has called them to move, and now they're giving them hell because they don't know how to allow them. To move on and you can see how that can happen because you look at all other scenarios so uh, it's it's the congregation that needs to know that there are two hats or other hats being worn here and not only that you can't boss people around he's a new pastor mm-hmm. you're the subordinate you who are you You can't boss people around, tell them what to do. And unfortunately, these boards, these trustees, these deacon departments, auxiliaries, they are horrific. I'm still trying to figure out how God puts the pastor as a leader, but everyone else tells him or her what to do. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I have to be very honest. In all of the women pastors, I have not seen that dynamic. The male pastors, oh, they go buck wild. Mm
0: -hmm. They tell him Mm -hmm. what
2: to do. They're going to tell him what shoe to put on first. They're going to tell him what piece of food to eat last. They are disgusting. The stuff that I have seen and heard and the wives to these husbands, they are pulling their hair out. Because if they had their way, they would not be in that congregation. They would not have their husbands. Being manipulated and moved around like a chess piece and a pawn, and it's it's horrible. It is really a horrible <laughs>
0: dynamic. <laughs> In this
2: particular scenario with this Betty, you know, again, she's so out of control. She want to move because she don't like the new pastor. First of all, she hasn't even given him an opportunity, and see that's the problem. We're so out of control. Mm-hmm. We don't even give them opportunity. come in and just sit back. If this is leadership, Mm -hmm. if you are honoring the fact that this is leadership, sit back for a minute. Let him or her call the shot. And Your opinion, I I know I'm going to get a lot of fun, it doesn't matter. Your
0: opinion doesn't
2: matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. You have a person. If you honestly feel that the person has been God placed, your opinion doesn't matter. Let me tell you why. And I'm gonna take. I'm gonna let you get around on this one. I'm going biblical. Let, let me preface what I'm saying with this: If you honestly feel that God has placed this person in leadership, your opinion doesn't matter. Why? Because the Bible says that God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So it is very easy to understand that the placement and the movement of that leadership will not necessarily agree with what you see or feel. And I'll I'll start with you, Shanti. We finish the round with you. I agree. I agree, and when you understand that church is not supposed to be ran, and that's what the pastor said, he'd be like, this is not a social club. And she said, well, so it's not right. supposed to be boring right. either. Well, how would you know if it's really boring or not when he can't even step foot in there? The Jackie announced this pastor and his wife. Now, one person clapped. Now, one person said welcome, nothing. Like, How do you think him and his wife felt? That they would be introduced to a full sanctuary of people, and no one waved or anything, you know. And what a lot of people, and see, and, and she, Betty's one of those. I don't want them to change. The church needs to stay the way it is. People, you're Christians. You have to understand that church is a place for you to get checked, not just while you're in church, but checked in your life. Period. And because mm-hmm. Betty and whomever else in that church. And people here are not willing to be checked and corrected so that they can live the life that God has said we're supposed to live. You get all of this. There are no boundaries. There's no respect level. There's no um no 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 respect. It's, it's just like no other way to say it. There's no respect, and it's really disgusting. And this this is why I just said to someone last week, I. I don't feel no type of way that my mother says she wouldn't leave me to church. Thank you. I don't want to be no pastor. This is just way, my salvation would always be on the line. Okay, so I, no thank you. No, It is just way too much. It, it, it is just way, I give it to, to the authentic, genuine pastors who answer the call and not the ones who wake up and say, hey, I want a pastor. But the ones that God has called and they said, okay, I'm going to do this. And they really fight to do it authentically and be obedient and intentional and consistent, because y'all have to put up with this on an everyday basis. I don't know how. You have to understand that God, especially with his people, he's starting with us first. He's starting with us first, us meaning those who say yes to your will and your way. He's starting with us first to correct us. So if we're not willing to do that, how are we now trying to well, how y'all looking at new land for a church and y'all can't even behave properly in the church that you're in? How? Mm. How y'all cutting this ribbon for, for, for new ground mm. when you're not even helping to have anything substantial on the current and old ground? How? I would, if I was a new wow. pastor, God, unless God really said, really do this, we ain't moving nowhere. Because we can't even get a respect, a proper respect level in the space that we're in now. So new new land mean, means new problems. So it, it just really has to be where everyone understands that the pastor is the leader. That's leader, they're called leadership for a reason. And everyone under them, regardless if you're older or younger, because that was another one of Betty's issues, oh, he's young. Okay, so what, well, obviously, he has more common sense than you do. That's the one that God has chosen to now realm this flock in and get them in line the way they need to be. So if everyone focuses on that, then the church will be a that place. Amen. 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 Oh, brother A, you know, I'm saying You know, hey, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, which means that if he or she was placed by God, then God has a vision for your church, not what you want to do or you think. Agree or disagree?
1: Of course, I agree. I agree. I mean, look, if God places somebody uh, as a leadership and whatnot, first first of all, he ain't call you, that, that, you know. he Ain't call the Betty. All right, he didn't call you. There's a reason why he right. didn't call you. He ain't call me. There's a reason why. God's will. Let God's will be done. And when, like you say, it's higher. So, so who are you to go against what God's will is? And and, and it's another thing about being prayed, Like I mentioned before, you gotta. Let, you know, if just because you don't agree to it. So, like you said, you know, your opinion don't. As I'm kind of harsh, your opinion don't count. But you know, but it, it's it's kind of true. I mean, you so you gotta, you know, you gotta keep your heart amenable so so you can follow God's will. If you if you don't agree, then you need to learn how to shut up and whatnot. And and you know and then not only that, sometimes as we always, there's not, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's one way you can express your opinion. But she has, he said she hasn't even attitude when she's expressing it, which don't help matters anyway. And I'm like, and all of that, I'm like, where is the, where is the love in this? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you following, you following, got the love in it. You know, I think the scriptures say, you know, um, you love it doesn't, it does not insist on its own way. You want things done your way? No, it's not about your way. It's about you know what I'm saying. So, um, we gotta you know, it's so I think it's very I think congregational or everybody in the congregation has gotta be like, Okay, listen, remember we gotta follow God's way. Everybody seeks God's will on 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 this matter. Yeah, it's gonna be changes. It's and it changes sometimes changes is not comfortable. But if it's God's will, that's what it's that's where it's got to be. But like I said, God he ain't called Betty to be the pastor. He ain't called Allen to be the pastor. Mm-hmm. He, he called the person. Now, I, I got to admit, you know, and I, that, that message he was giving, it did seem kind of dry to me. Right.
2: Like. You know.
1: <laughs> so, I got to admit, it did seem kind of a little on the boring side, you know. But still, there still may be a purpose for that, you know. But still, if that's God's will, because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen later for It's his will. Let God's will be done. Yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs>
2: Amen. Amen. Amen, Pastor Charlene. You know, listen. You you don't have the call. You need to sit down and you need to be quiet. They telling me that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that what you say? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well if the shoe fits, they are wearing? it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gracious. I just want, oh, goodness. I just
2: wanted to know, was Betty the one that was coming to tell me that? <laughs> so, okay.
3: So let's, <laughs> let's go to the um the beginning. God, when he, when he places us in a spot, and I'm saying us because being a pastor, but as a pastor, when he places a pastor
2: in leadership, he fully equipped them. A lot of times um, I was thinking more of when y'all said that when Pastor Jackie announced the new pastor and nobody clapped. I was thinking of of that piece with that right there, that pastor already know what they're facing, right? Betty is Mm -hmm. that one that I was saying that who has everybody's ear. Because always
3: going to be a division. It's going to be some some people that's going to sit in there and say, I'm going to roll with this new pastor. There's going to be some I'm watching to see how this is going to flow. Not sure if I'm going to stay. And then you have another group that says, I'm out of here.
2: Because, um, once again for myself, when I, when the pastor, when she passed, because I was a woman, a lot of people didn't want to sit under me as a pastor. They was okay as assistant pastor, but they was not okay as me as the pastor, right? So that was something that I had to face as well. Um, God gives us the vision for whatever the ministry is. So in the mix of that being said is the same way I'm learning you, you're learning me. So we're both going to grow. And with that, the first thing that I had to come back and say, God is going to pluck out those that don't need to be here anyway. Because all he was doing was just coming and starting trouble.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And so in the mix of that, you want that to happen as a pastor. You want all
3: of those that's acting crazy. You go head on, because y'all know I'm good to say, okay, well, you want me to help you to go down the street, (laughs) go around the block, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, you want them to go, especially when you're fresh and new, because you trying your best, and you
2: have to, like anything else, of trusting, right? Because I don't know you, I don't know, y'all say he had a dry message, so... (laughs) (laughs) So... He gonna have to pick it up, <laughs> and being able to be there in other ways as well. So it's hard to stand there. And you're right, by the wife being there with him. You know, I'm sure she want to say, "Okay, let's go." But then you got some wives too, that if the people not running it, the wife is running it. How about that?
0: Ooh, ooh. So <laughs> throw that out there
3: too. Boom. So in the mix of that, of uh, feeling some kind of way, feeling that people don't
2: like you. And it made me think about, just imagine going someplace, but it's
3: just like a boss, right, on a job. Everybody don't like the boss because I don't know you. But as time go on, we start to, you know, everybody has their spot. You know, don't cross over here. I won't cross over there. And as time go on, and the next thing you know, the church will be those that have left, double come back. You know, those who had talked about him, Betty, she should be the first one. Either you in it or you out. But I always say to people, always be careful when you're putting your mouth on them leaders,
2: because your mouth can be shut mm-hmm. in different kind of directions. Absolutely. So just be very careful, Absolutely. Betty. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. real quick, Pastor Steph, please so say, I, I feel, you know, that, and it's another thing, you know, you don't really see this until you allow God to make sure you, but this man, I was like, one of the reasons why his sermon was probably dry, because he's been on eggs since he stepped in the door, you know, so now he's probably mm-hmm. scared of what he, you know, what he says, because in a normal conversation, I can't get the respect, and I'm supposed to stand up here in front of everyone and say something, and he doesn't even know what he's inheriting. He's inheriting, he's thinking he's only getting, you know, backlash during meetings or something, but you got a whole extra affair going on in this end. You got this one suffering from postpartum after their kids and graduated from college. You got this one. It's like no one tries to understand the side of the pastor's Especially a new pastor that's now inheriting a congregation that's already in effect. I feel sorry mm-hmm. for him. I was sweating with him. He was up here sweating everything. I was sad.
0: <laughs>
2: that's just, oh, my I, goodness. I just want to say this right quick. Um, you know, and you're right, Chantees, because it is very hard, right? So when you stand in there, you know, because once again, that was my life in a minute. And when you're standing there and you don't have people on your side, now it's like when you get ready to bring the word, they're going to say it's you and not the word of God when you do correction. And so right. now they're judging you and not not hearing God at all. They're just seeing that you came in and they put you here for whatever reason and they know nothing about you instead of embracing you. And that's the bad part. And the other thing I wanted to say, the same thing that you said, I'll never want to be a pastor. God called me. So be careful when you say, I don't want to do that job. I just wanted to inside you on that as well. You never know what God <laughs> might have for you. Love you uh, sugar. <laughs> mm, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, my, my, my two cents panel. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for your contribution into today's conversation. You gave a lot. Of, I hope those who are listening, those who will listen, you talk about church folk. Oh, it was on today. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed
0: day.
1: You all do the
2: same. Thank
1: you. All thank you.
2: All right, let me get this benediction. Uh, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. Let me read that again. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Uh, Amen. Romans eleven thirty three thirty six. When I was looking at this episode last night, um, I remember <laughs> I remember when God called me um, to start on 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 uh, in Queens, and God had already given the word as to who I was, and I sat. Very loyal, very loyal to where I was. God gave me the word in 2005, gave me a wake-up call in 2006 as to who I was. He did not say, you're going to be. He said, who you are. He said, you are a pastor. I want you to lead. I did not become antsy. I did not become you know, or, uh, or I'm going to start looking for a church. I was very loyal to where I was planted already. I tied I participated. We went to service every Sabbath. It, it, I, I always was a part of whatever, um, you know, we had a rotation. I was a part, an active part of the rotation. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you what, or from, from, from the beginning, what it's supposed to be like. I never thought about, well, when God moves me, I never thought about, oh, when I get my church, I never thought about, oh, I I wonder what the church is going to look like. Never. When I tell you never, I mean never, because it still was marinating what was said. And I followed what God told me to do. I was in a congregation in a church already, and it was my responsibility to be loyal to the leadership I was under. And I stayed there. I did whatever I was supposed to do and whatever I was asked to do. My family and my friend, we went every Well, outside of Shanti's who came when she wanted to come. But Tamalia and I, uh, Messiah and I, Anika and I, we went to service every Sabbath. There was no talk to anybody, whether it was my children or whether it was my friend. What would happen when I got my church or when God moved me? I have to tell you, six years later, I was told to move unexpectedly, didn't know, did not know. I had been ill and did not know when God was gonna move me. And when I was told to move, I was told where to go. I was told what to do. I was given a certain amount of time to be up and running and God filled me in on everything he wanted me to do and know in order to get started. I had no clue despite the fact that I had been in church all that time. I had no idea. God has to give you exactly what he wants you to do. And one of the things I have to tell you, you know, I have girlfriends. I have a couple of girlfriends who are um, pastor's wives. um, And I have a a few of them, a, a couple of them within the few, rather, I should say, They are on the board. And when I tell you the life that they have described has been just crazy. And one of the things I was extremely grateful to God about was that he moved me and I did not inherit a congregation. And I did not inherit this whole um, board business and things like that. Because when you go into a ministry, you kind of pick up you know, like, like we saw in the episode, what the church is already doing, you know, they don't, they don't anticipate what you're bringing to the table more than what they already got going on. And what they don't realize is they're extremely disrespectful, but they're not first disrespectful to the leader more than they are disrespectful to God. That's the thing that they need to understand that they must be loyal to God first. And if you are in a congregation, if you're in a church where you feel God has planted you and now he has replaced leadership, whether it was in like Pastor Charlene's situation um, where there was death and there was elevation, or if there was like in this particular episode where the leadership moved on and now they replaced, you know, the, the leadership to, to take, you know, their, their, their spot, you still have to go in with a certain mentality as a leader, and you still have to move forward as a congregant with a certain mentality. Now, if you do not like the movement, go, because you would do better going than staying and wreaking havoc. You would do better going than to stay and cause problems. You would do better going than staying and working against what God has put into place. If you are loyal, you sit back and you follow what God has. How would you know what God has? Because it should come through leadership. I'm not saying this because I'm a leader. That's why I started with being in the spot of a congregant when God called me to leadership. Because you have to be, they say, if you cannot be a follower, you cannot be a leader. That's the same way Brother Ainsley brought up in the workplace. When I walked into that workplace, I was hated because of what I was allowed to do that they could not do. I walked in. They did not like me. However, as I moved in my responsibilities, they loved me. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. Because what they did not know was God was placing his person in that spot. I went into that spot of human resource administration, and I ended up in a payroll administrative position where I was extremely uh, caring for the people because I had also been one of them. Make sure you are in your rightful place at all times. If God calls you to leadership, make sure you lead correctly. If you are a congregant, make sure you follow correctly. And in doing so, you will never go wrong or against the will of God. It's Pastor steps, signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time and helping us do what we do. Uh, you who are listening, help us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to follow Christ and make him the head of your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity. Please do not miss this opportunity to uh, give your life to the Lord and strengthen it. Make that relationship stronger right here, right now, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Wow Wednesday, I love you.